Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Greg and Mike. Hello. We are shaftless tonight. <laughs> that sounds better than what we used to say. Yes, we have no shaft. <laughs> well, yeah. That's right, sir. That man has no shaft. <laughs> but um, but it's for a good thing. You might actually get some decent internet out of this. Hopefully, yes. He, he's finally seen the light and is dropping AOL. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time. He's, he, being be, being being deprogrammed. Yeah, he didn't have much of a choice, so uh, and that's a good thing. So he pretty much told them to pound sand. <sighs> so we're back in the studio after what three weeks, four weeks? Uh, I don't know, something like that. Been a long time. We got a little bit of work out of one of our listeners to do a show for us by cutting some. That was nice stuff together. So I'd save save some time. Yeah, that was good. So. Allowed us to prepare for West Fest. Yeah, and there was so much preparation for West Fest. Yeah. So would you say it was successful? Did uh, you have a good time? Yeah, I'd say it was very successful. Um, it seems like Rabble Rouser was the event to be at. Uh, I know there's been some, you know, internal friendly uh, uh, friendly jabs at how many people showed up to what events. But I know we, at one attraction, we had 44 people on screen, and I was at the front of the, uh, the group. But I was at the end. We gave out almost 60 uh, bottle cap openers. So we did, you know, we did pretty good. Uh, but, you know, like I say, it's all, all for good fun. And, you know, a lot. the good thing about the event, people just kind of came and went as they they chose. Yeah, based on the attraction or if a parade was going by. You know, the tweeners had to run off to the parade. Totally understand. Hey, I went and saw that parade. It's, it's an okay parade. I saw it when it first came out. I happened to be in the park, and I stopped for it. And there's some cool little characters. I, I like all the Pixar films. What can I say there? And it's it's yeah. a pretty good recreation of the characters. Um, so, yeah, we can talk about West Fest tonight. We can talk about um, our own other interests in podcasting. We can also go over email that we've received. Uh, I have piled up a few here, and I haven't answered them back either, so we might as well just do them right here on the show. Okay, you want to start with that? Sure. Or talk about West Fest first. Um, yeah, well, Tie sure. That off the yeah. Bow. yeah, you want to do that? <laughs> sure. Ah, yeah, fine. Works for me. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> so, what do you <laughs> want to what do you want to say? Well, uh, I had since, a good time since, since you didn't show up Sunday. Yeah, I know. I was tired. Where? I was sleepy tired. Sorry. <laughs> Boo! And, fucking who? And I didn't. Uh, you know, your favorite thing. I didn't want to drag the children by myself that day. That was my option. You were supposed to prepare ahead of time to make sure that I did. all that was taken Thursday, care of. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. <sighs> Unbelievable. Don't forget, you know, don't forget Thursday. I didn't forget Thursday. And, and then, you know, unlike you, I didn't, uh, you know, abandon my family and spend a... Uh, Spend the nights away I, from home. Friday and Saturday were the only nights I uh, stayed away. And the family had a choice of coming up, and they didn't want to. So, you know, they 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 were in the decision-making process, and they chose yeah, you know, not just to. Just 10 more years, I'll have, the, I'll have the apathetic teenagers, and then I won't have any problems. <laughs> well, it's not that. They, they can go when they want, and they don't necessarily want to go see me make an ass out of myself. So, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, they don't want to be embarrassed by the old man. Is that what you're saying? Uh, who knows? The wife showed up. I mean, she had yeah, a good yeah. time at our table. Aussie John was hospitable and made her feel at home. She was a little worried that we were there with a bunch of nutcase drunks. And she didn't really get to see the nutcase drunks <laughs> because if we were okay. you get, you know, she left too early uh, before all the real. Oh, real, the, the karaoke got yeah. got rolling. Well, she was impressed how some of the, I mean, we had over a case of beer just at our table. Um, and yeah, I, from, uh, <laughs> that, that was just the Coronas. That's not counting the Heineken's I had or what Brian McDaniel and his wife had. Uh, of course, Richard, I, I think Richard had one little tiny glass of wine. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you know, show face. But that was a, that was a night. That was a, I don't know how we're going to top that there. I don't know if you need to top it. You just need not to oh, okay, uh, right. sink Recre- it the next time, Recre- you know? Correct. Recre- recreate the vibe. You don't have to top it, right? Right. You, know, you, 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 you don't have to keep topping it every year. What you need to do is provide quality entertainment for the people who are coming, give them something they want to see that they'll enjoy. Um, you know, it, it, yes, we want it to grow, but it, you know, if you keep reaching and reaching and reaching, I mean, uh, where do you stop? I mean, we'll have to have the president in. You know, <laughs> that's <so>. right. <laughs> the president. Although we don't know who that'll be soon, right? No, we don't. But uh, that's, any other highlights for you? I mean, uh well, the, just the whole weekend hanging out with the international crowd. You know, the uh, it was nice to finally oh, cool. meet Aussie John in person. Chris was in from Canada. We had the Northern yes. Mouse in from Canada. Um, it was just a good time hanging out with all those people you talked to on the boards, uh, and uh, meeting all the other listeners and. It's always nice to get a little bit of glad handing and that people enjoy your show. They showed up to your meets. All my meets were uh, probably about 50 people. I think I gave, I made over 50 pins for each one of my meet and had just one or two left. So that was satisfying and, you know, somewhat gratifying that people actually show up for, you know, they hear you spew whatever you're going to spew. So, (laughs) and so, uh, your your what's behind that door now is that going to be released on the video i mean or is that just the uh, you audio? know chris was video uh, we haven't really talked everybody's been kind of just decompressing from the, the the time here so i haven't seen the the video yet i do have audio of the whole thing but i haven't yet decided how i might want to cut that down because i kept it running in between stops and there were little questions here and there so i don't know well Play that one by ear. Uh, I am working on the next Imagining My Way show, so you know it might find its way into one of the upcoming shows. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good weekend. Went by too fast. Yeah, well, you know, there's, you know, the committee is looking at if, you know, two days is sufficient or not and the other possibilities. So, you know. I should have I taken Monday and gone to Magic Mountain with those guys. Tragic Mountain, yes. I haven't been there in forever. I can't remember the last time I was everything. there, and I, you know, I don't know if I could write half the stuff with my back problems. So, I mean, it, really, oh, I, I have the good days, but you never know when that bad day is going to come, or when that one bad move. I, I yeah, weeks. You, know. <laughs> you feel that, you feel the bottom of your Damn. at the base of your spine. I mean, I know the Disneyland and Disney World roller coasters well enough to know what I can do and what I can't, but that would be a total unknown. You know, I, I haven't been there. You know, I rode Colossus years ago. I rode 
revolution, revolution, all that other stuff. Could you hear that, by the way? That little ding dong, yeah. It was the Twitter thing. I thought I'd turn Twitter off, but we'll turn it off. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's not a must do kind of place for me, but I do miss going on some of those roller coasters. They were quite fun in their day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in your day, because they're still fun now. Well, for some people, they are. Yeah. For some people, they've been the last thing they ever did in life. But, you know. (laughs) Has there been deaths in Magic Mountain? Uh, Far more than the Disney parks. No, I'm not talking about your shiv in the bathroom by the (laughs) gangbang. I'm talking about people dying on rides. Yeah, I'm not sure as of late what's happened there. But, uh, you know, there's... Uh, their Skyway actually dropped the bucket, Honeymooners, while they were honeymooning at Magic Mountain. That was back, I think, before it was the Six Flags Park. Um, they tragically died. Hopefully, you know, had one last kiss on the way down. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, they've, they've had their share of safety problems. I, To tell you the truth, I don't really keep up on them anymore. Uh, so, I don't know. Okay. All right, so that's it for Westfest then. That's all we got to say. Oh, I, you know, if you weren't there, it's too bad you weren't. Uh, uh, too bad for you, as they say. So sad. We had a good time. Hopefully, uh, it will be equally as big, if not bigger, next year. We we'll keep, you know, we'd like to see more and more people come as every year progresses, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll find some decent entertainment if, you know, for next year. It's just see where it goes. Yeah, I think it'll. Yeah, it'll be good stuff. And for those who, you know, aren't, you know, who weren't there or didn't know, I'm the new, you know, planning committee chairperson guy. So, you know, thanks to Brad for the last year and all the good stuff he did. And he's going to stay on the committee to help out. And uh, so we'll have a good time. There. That's a nice wrap up. Yeah. Well, you know, the big thing is we're going to, you know, the kind of big event thing we announced, though, Oh, yeah, yeah. was going up to the Disney Family Museum in San Francisco at the Presidio. So we're just watching for when it's going to open. You know, it's not going to be a big organized thing. It'll be pretty much like, hey, a bunch of us are going on August 2nd. Let's just throw out a date. And once we're done, hey, you know, let's go over to TGI Fridays or let's go down to, uh, you know, Gildilly Square, wherever. Just somewhere and hang out. And that's probably what we'll do. It'll be very informal. Uh, A day at the Family Museum, probably try to find someplace to have chow. Um, that kind of a thing. So the more, the merrier. Exactly. So, okay. Look at, so, looking at their, their the studio's website and see what they have to say about their. Yeah. Nothing, nothing is of a date. August yet, so. 2009 is rehabilitation of a barracks beginning in spring of 2007. Yeah. They've been it's, working a while. There was a, I thought I saw an opening date once and now it's gone. So maybe I'm hallucinating, but we're just keeping our eye out. It should be sometime in uh, 2009. So we'll just keep our eye out and see where it goes. And, you know, we do have Mouse Fest coming up uh, that we are definitely going to participate in Mouse Fest 2008. Uh, don't know what yet, uh, you know, but there'll be something. We'll be there. We're brainstorming on that as we speak, right? That is correct. The committee is working on that. One other possible event before that. So, you know, just stay tuned. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, when we, we don't want to just like tease you and throw out little things and then not have them happen. So, uh, you know, but just watch the boards. There'll be announcements and, and in good time. Okay. So 
on to um, a show about nothing because we don't, <laughs> we don't got much. Uh, well, we do have some email that we haven't talked about. Oh, before we go there, let's let's pimp our podcast because Political Gestures has finally uh, went online to iTunes. Uh, it just, really? Yeah, it just came up today. I submitted a few days ago. Finally figured out how to write my own RSS feeds with a little bit of help. I used this uh, program called uh, what was it Feed called? for All. No, no, no. No, I looked at Feed for All, but I wasn't that impressed. It's called the Podcast RSS Buddy. And it's it's a, oh, it's a Mac cool. program then. Yeah, it's a Mac program. It's pretty pretty cool little program, and we got three shows up there, all from March. We have a couple of recorded. I just gotta mix some uh, tags in the front and the back. We'll add those. But there's three to to get you rolling if you're interested in you know really s- political analyst uh, uh, <laughs> political <laughs> analyst political analysis. Is that the word you're trying to say? Political analysis. Uh, well, now that you've said that, it sounds better than what I was going with. But yeah, um, <laughs> if you like to hear water cooler uh, politic talk by po- two people who aren't, you know, the hacks of the paid uh, media types. All right, I'm looking it up now. Political G S T U R E S. Oh, by the way, um, do you follow Jeff McPherson on Twit? No. You know who Jeff McPherson is? No. Okay. Do you know who Dr. Tiki is? Yeah. Oh, same dude. <laughs> yeah, same dude. Well, he and Lala and Johnny Johnny all have... They're in Palm Springs. All have Twit. So Twitter, Twitter you mean? Twitter, Twitter, you know, whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. I follow him on... I use a little twirl interface. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or Twitterific. I'm sorry. I use Twitterific. And I, so I follow them. And Jeff had put up a link to uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly, this rant, and they were trying to do a close. It's, it's, it's probably 10 years old, I'm guessing. And he's like, everybody better go see this before they pull it down. But he was just freaking out because the teleprompter wasn't working right. And he was cussing and cursing and just say, you know, screw it. I'll just do it live. I'll write it myself. And he was just, oh, man. <laughs> and when they're all done. He just he throws his jacket off and unplugs from the, the desk. It, it was really quite a riot. I, I had a good laugh. Okay. Anyways, now that I just got – I've been sick all day, so I wanted to take a drink of a beverage. I haven't been feeling well myself either. I no. popped a bunch of pills. I didn't go to work today, so I'll probably go tomorrow. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, so on to some email. Um, this one's from Darth Vader. So we are truly now an intergalactic podcast. Darth Vader. Yeah. All right, I got this one. Okay. Oh, did you? Good, good, good. Yeah. So do you want to read it? Uh, no, I'll let you, I'll let you myrtleize it. Myrtleize it? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that your podcast is the first I listen to every week for my workouts on Monday. You do a great job of showing Disney in all of its glory and blemishes through the years. On a recent show, you stated that Buzz Lightyear did not fit in Tomorrowland, and while that is true, could not be could not the same be said for Star Tours. <laughs> I know where this is going because I've said I've said the same thing myself in the past. It's not even set in the future, but in the past. The opening of all Star Wars movies a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. With this stated, you could state that the first deviation from the norm of what the future will bring. I can see why Disney wants to have some attractions that would could be timeless in this area, but it seems they're going to 
uh, they seems they're going to the other extent with Atopia, Star Tours, Buzz, and now the subs. I know that it. Uh, sorry. I know that it a fringe. Yeah, I know it's yeah. kind of. Yeah, you know, you saying you blame me for reading. Sometimes it's the, the <laughs> nice listener, you know, not double checking his words before he says says send. I know that it's uh, a fringe can be taken to Fantasyland, but that also does not work for Nemo. Well, I guess Nemo could be part of Fantasyland since it's animated characters. Yep. But we've had that argument too, where Tomorrowland's the line was drawn because at one time. Um, Matterhorn was listed as part of Tomorrowland. And, Tomorrowland, so. and the next year is Fantasyland, yeah. yeah. So, show suggestions. While listening to your DF show, I started thinking about what the worst removal of an attraction show area to, to place a new one into it. I can remember as a kid eating with my parents at the Polynesian restaurant located next to the Jungle Cruise. They removed that for Aladdin's Oasis. I'd heard that the dinner was very popular and profitable, but what labor-intensive, but I'm, I'm sure he means was, but was labor-intensive and thus slated for demolition, demolition. I would like to hear what you think the biggest tragedy in the park was by taking out an attraction and placing something inferior in its place. Hmm. Hmm. Well, most people, I, I, I've, I've heard this many, many times, that DCA was better than it was when it was a parking lot. Now, I find that to be kind of an extreme example there, but there are those who do believe that it was better as a parking lot. I am not one of those because I do like parts of DCA. So do I. Um, you know, if we were to make a quick stab at this. You know, it's, some people could probably guess based on previous conversation we've had. Uh, but, you know, are we when he says biggest tragedy of the park, I'm sure he's referring to Disneyland. Yes, I, I would think so. Okay, so, mm, I don't know. The first two that jump into my head is uh, Country Bear and America Sings. Yeah, America Sings. Tragedy, mm, no, lived this lifetime well, yes, but it was, you know, robbing the rich to pay the poor kind of a thing on that one. The, idea, um, you know, the question is taking out an attraction and placing something inferior in its place. Yeah, but they didn't they didn't replace it initially. So it's not like they oh, took okay, America okay. Sings out to put in Interventions. It, that came years later. Right, but Country Bears. Country Bears to put in Pooh. Not that Pooh's not an okay dark ride, and I think it's okay. It's not great, but it's okay. Um, but to take out the Country Bears for a dark ride. How about losing Circle Vision to Rocket Rods? That was near tragedy, but I know a lot of people, and I do mean a lot of people who don't like the Circle Vision movies. They find them boring. They find them a waste of time. So yes, there are. The, Epcot's got what two of them, and the Magic uh, Kingdom lost theirs. One and three fourths, right? Oh no, they got two and a, two and three fourths. You got China, you've got Canada, and you've got, oh yeah, two three fourths, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sorry. then. Uh, France. France, which is three, well, it's not even three quarters, not even a half, but getting there. Well, you know, so I actually, you know, I really miss uh, the um, the mine train, but I do like Big Thunder, so I, I can live with that one. Okay, let's see. What else? Inferior. But I have, I have to agree with the... Um, you know, Tahitian terrorist removal for Aladdin's Oasis. Though at the time when Aladdin's Oasis was still actually doing its thing, it wasn't a bad show, and it did bring in something current. 
um, with Disney's Aladdin, but it's kind of gone all over the place, been closed, been open. It was nice to have it as a sit-down restaurant. That was really one of the first places in the park you might think about making a reservation or really having a nice meal. Yeah, and it, it was it was pricey, too. Yeah, it wasn't cheap, but it was a good oh. show. I mean, <laughs> it, it allowed, you might say it allowed um, the Polynesian resort at Disney World to be what it is today with the kind of shows and dinners it has because they kind of learned it from the Tahitian Terrace because that's, that's where they did the fire dancing and the dinner show and all that um, first. Hmm. Yet, okay. Yet another first for Disneyland that Disney World learned from. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's all I can think of for now. So let's go keep going on the email. Maybe something will pop into our head later. You got okay. something? Well, you got no, something? Okay. No, because I'm just I'm just running down in my head the list oh, of things that have you, been taken out and replaced. Okay. But you could have said you said here. Circle Vision for Rocket Rods. How about People Mover for Rocket Rods? Oh. That okay. that that I consider a tragedy. You know, I'm all for something new, but you know, didn't last very long. We have nothing now. Uh, yeah. You know, I would rather. I know a lot of people consider people mover dumb, slow, but it's a great place to just relax, watch some people, and, and get a good overview of the park. And yep, yeah, yep. It, it has those kind of things have its place. Yes, they if do. you want to do something like that now, it's the train, yep, steam train, right? What else do you have to give you that? Yeah, well, you used to have the Highway Skyway, gone. but you know that's that's also gone. Which you know, came, this came up at Westfest, and it was crossing the parade route. And because of the way the parade works these days, or at least this present parade, when it stops, there is no place to get around it. You have to go north or south. In the old traditional type parades, there was already always a way to get through the parade because there were small gaps where they would let There's people break. through. Yeah, yeah. Now this thing rolls up and it's like a big show. So, okay, here, we're going to stop in the hub. We're going to stop on Main Street. You can't get around it in those areas without going you know, way to one end or another. Uh, but Skyway used to allow you to, to do that. I mean, that was... Top cool. over it, yeah. yeah. All right, so you want to move on? Sure, sure. Okay. With all the money that Disney is now putting into DCA, would it be wise to simply close the park to rework the park? I know with all the OSHA and other requirements that it would be a lot quicker to simply not have people present and allow the Imagineers to rework it totally. That way you would not have a dead end at Tower of Terror and could gut whole sections of the park. Well, it's a that's <coughs> excuse me, it's an interesting thought, but they could still do similar things. We've had times in Disneyland's history where a whole area was shut down, i.e. Fantasyland, to redo yep. the whole area. So they could, you know, systematically work their way around the park. If they're gonna do this cars land, there's, there's nothing that's going to interrupt that work or make nope. it unsafe because nope. it will be in the parking lot uh, right behind DCA. They could easily close three-quarters of the, the wharf down if they needed to, though they did just plant the new attraction right in the middle of the wharf. Which, by the way, did you see the YouTube video of the one from the Disney Studios in Florida? No, I'm trying to remain unspoiled. I'm trying to not... Oh, somebody posted a review of it today and stayed away from that as well. I just want to see it for myself. I skipped through it a little bit, and I got to say, you know, the, the animatronic for Mr. Potato Head is wonderful. But I know some people said it, it blows Buzz away. 
I looked at it. I'm like, okay, there's a lot of video. I can see how it could have problems, synchronization problems. It looks like it's got a lot of, you know, like the 3D screens and you're shooting your little thing and what you're shooting comes out on the screen. Um, hopefully it will all work. I love the Toy Story story. Um, yeah. I'm just hoping for the best. It's not quite what I expected, but I guess that's the only way you can make 3D work. So. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm kind of holding out. I skipped through it quickly. I didn't want to just totally, you know, immerse myself in it and then go and not be surprised by anything I see. But I, I couldn't resist to go look at it a little. Just okay. like the guy who can't, can't resist eating a couple of French fries on the way home. I have no idea what you're talking about. But, yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know, some big get the McDonald's food to take it home and they can't not eat the French fries. What's wrong with having a fry on the way home? Because <laughs> you can't have just one. No, that's get that's, the ad, God. that's the ad for <laughs> something else. Um, <laughs> but okay, the you know DCA gets ten thousand visitors a day on slow days, right? Yeah, and gets so. almost twenty k on. So that they can't, uh, they're not going to keep ten thousand people out for how long? To no, rebuild well, the, but the worst part when you think about it, the main entrance, that's going to be problematic. If they're re they're totally redoing it, you mean? yeah, I I see this, I see that being very problematic, and I don't see them routing everybody through the side entrance from the hotel. Um, I have heard of a couple other options they might go with, but I'm you know like everything with Disney when you hear all these rumors, I'm waiting to see some walls go up, some dirt move. I, I yeah, yeah, then you know it's happening exactly. Okay, I know you touched on this subject in the mailbag podcast last week. But I love the security stories. I would like to know what the most surprising thing you have seen. Um, That's X-rated. Yeah, we can't do that. pod. I'd love to do that podcast because there are some pretty funny and disgusting things. But I don't think we could do that. Use your imagination what goes on in parking lots. This could be both good or bad. Yeah, it could. How people react when you tell them that they or their precious little ones cannot do something. How would you run security if you were the big cheese? Um, maybe Richard and I should come back to that one later, though. He might um, still, still working at the park, might not want to touch on that subject uh, of anything to run anything, you know, any area. But um, I don't know. I, I don't want to think about that one, but there's some things I would do a little differently. But, you know, I'm no security expert. I just worked there for a while. <sighs> okay. All right, let's see. I know what I would do. What? Wouldn't have freaking teenagers running, you know, doing security work. Well, I wouldn't have the the seasoned citizens, and I wouldn't have the very young people, and they would be a little more fit than what I see today. (laughs) I'd start to bring some standard levels back um, across the board: men, women, uh, by gender, whatever they are. To you know. can Disney as a company for their personal, their private security force enforce physical standards? Physical uh, standards? I believe I believe they can. You know, they they from what I heard a rumor that um, well, part so of this you, is you not don't, you well, don't have direct knowledge. Then no, part of this is not a rumor. When after nine eleven, uh, the feds I guess came in and said, "Look, you, you're running a private security force. They now have to be certified." When we were there, you didn't have a guard card. You know, we were just private security. Well, now you have to. That came with background checks, a whole bunch of things. Um, 
they are noticing that Disney security is not doing the bag check, which seems to be a security function. I don't, I'm not going to say it's going to make it any better or worse security-wise, but they're taking notice. So that might change. Maybe not. Might. But I would think, yes, you should be able to have some kind of um, uh, standard, just like a police force would or firemen or, or whatever. Um, but, you know, that partially starts at the big cheese and what they want and what image they want and whether or not they can get enough people to price their pay in, too. So. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm I with you. I'd I'd probably uh work on the cheesy costumes. You know, when we were there, we actually had uh, real badges that were made by the badge companies that made I remember the police badges. Yeah. Now they've got this generic badge. I mean, you could literally complain about badge number 102. Now it's just you know, you're hoping the guy's wearing the right name tag with the right name on it because that wasn't uncommon for people to wear other name tags. Uh, um, you know, so it's, uh, I don't know. I don't have the same respect for security I used to. I mean, in, in general, I just, I respect authority. But when I look at what security is now to, compared to what I knew it was, it's a sad state it's in, in my opinion, so... All right, last one. Will you do a haunted Disneyland show for Halloween? I know it's early, but I love hearing about these stories. I guess this is because I spent so much time in ghost towns in Arizona. Um, I think we'll probably do another Halloween-type show. I don't know if it'll be at Disneyland or uh, where it will be, but you know, Richard and I are also working on that podcast called Official Mystery, which we have started writing but have not done any film work on yet, so... Uh, how, I don't know how many times we could tell the same ghost stories for Disneyland. Well, I, I mean, we did our first our first year doing part in 2006. We did a whole, you know, audio and video uh, presentation inside Disneyland telling the ghost stories. Uh, is there anything we didn't cover? I don't know. Ma show? Maybe we just re-released that show. Mm, we could do that too. Since it's been, two, it'll be two years, and maybe for people who. Don't want to sort back through our hundred or so shows. Uh, we could do it. Well, we'll think about it. But it's a good possibility. So, P.S. Greg, if you go to Bisbee and Tombstone, Arizona, in the summer, try not to be there on the weekend, as that's when most of the people from Phoenix and Tucson go down there. Wouldn't it be huh. up? Boy, I guess that's down there. Okay. I always get those. My, my wife likes to say, let's go up to San Diego. No, no, no. That's down to San Diego. Let's go. Let's go down to San Francisco. No, no. That's up to San Diego. So, so I had to think about it for a second. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. And Bisbee, do go on the Copper Queen Mine Tour. Okay, I will do that. I know it's a tourist trap, but it's cool to see the technology as the mine was in the early '50s. Uh, so yeah, we're we're thinking about our summer trip this year, uh, driving from good old Southern California all the way out to. Um, where were we gonna go? See, now I forgot. Roswell, New Mexico. Stop at you know Tombstone, Brisby, um, White Sands, all that stuff. So we'll see. And this is Scott from Phoenix. Yes, it is only one T. Scott. Yeah, S O T. Scott. Yeah. So okay, so that's a good one from Darth Vader, also known as Scott. Uh, we don't want to talk about the Disneyland College Program recruiting email I got, do we? I don't think so. No. Well, wait. This is actually. Oh, whoa, whoa. I guess we. This is not a, a, uh, a junk mail. This is from, from Bobby, 
It was Bobby World and the DP in forums. It's, oh. it's titled NAB and Disneyland College Training Program. Okay. I guess if I'd read the entire thing before I make a judgment, it would help, huh? Yeah, it would be nice if I actually read it. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't get this email, I take it. No, I did not. Oh, that's true. It's only, it's only sent to Richard and I. Okay. Hey, Richard. Or say, hey, Greg and Richard, a.k.a. Shaft. I just heard about your recent trip to NAB. I wish I knew sooner that you were headed out there because I would have gotten you invites to the party Adobe was having. Like, damn. Yeah. Oh. Who was having? Uh, Adobe. Oh, Adobe. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. I'm having a podcasting moment. I got something in my eye. I'm putting my eye drops in. Okay. It's hard to read when you can't see. Uh, sure. hi highlights would be free beer, which is always the case. Nice, yeah. I don't know if you checked out their booth at the show. Yes, we did. The interesting news is their new Adobe Media Player for Video Podcast Broadcast TV. One of the content providers they have lines up in CBS. is lined up for CBS, which has old Star Trek episodes. And he gives us a link. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, uh, Disney-related, is some emails I've been getting on opportunities for Walt Disney World College Program alumni at Disneyland. My background is I am pursuing a degree in web design and development and hope to work for Disney. I worked in quick service, food, and beverage at Walt Disney World for three program semesters, which is about two years. During that time, I pursued networking opportunities and did a job shadow at Cast Development where I saw the computer program they used. Hmm, okay. Uh. Disneyland is recruiting for their summer program. I was thinking about it would be uh, have been a good opportunity to try other coast or try the other coast out. The thing that was different about Walt Disney World's program was the housing was provided. Disneyland has set up some deal for a full furnished complex for participants. Here are some of my questions, thoughts, and wondering uh, your opinions on the matter. And that's true because. Um, uh, what are those places, Mike? You probably remember the tree, them. The tree houses? No, 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 no. In California, they're Oakwood they're, Apartments. Oakwood Apartments. Yeah, that's actually you know. Guess who had an Oakwood apartment? Dick Nunes when he used to come out here. Yeah. We take him to an Oakwood apartment they had for him. Yeah, they had complexes all around Disneyland. They probably still do, but yeah, I know there was one. On, there was one on Brookhurst and like Orange, not too far from the In and Out that's there. I think there was one in Chapman over by yeah. Hazard or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's where um, – so, yeah, they're not on property. They're they're, they're not that far away. Uh, but, yeah, they were furnished apartments. Um, they call them – what do they call it? Like, ex like executive, executive apartments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so here's this question. It's working at Disneyland have an, have an advantage of being closer to corporate for networking and career opportunities? No. Yeah, in my opinion, that would be a no also. But on the other hand, they used to, and I don't believe they do anymore. They had tours of WDI and the studio, so yep. we'd go up there a lot, hoping to you know network, see people, whatever. But by working close, you did have the opportunity just to drive up there, show your ID, get on the property, and um, you know do as you will and do as you can get away with, kind of a, a thing. So. But networking for careers, you know, that's that's always a hard one to say. You you know, you might see some Imagineers here. You could see some at Disney World. Uh, it really depends on what you want to do. I think really the best way to do that is just to get on the uh, uh, the Disney site for job openings and keep applying for jobs that you're qualified for, and keep your name in front of them. That's that's what I would do. 
Uh, let's see. From what you heard, what is the differences working at Disneyland? What differences are working at Disneyland? Well, oh, excuse me. Coke is coming back. I've nice. never, yeah, nice. I've never worked in Florida. Only worked here. I don't know. Uh, you, well, I know what you don't have. You don't have all the girls from uh, Norway having parties and such out here that you had. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, but okay. I think that's I think that's a a valid point. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, there's. I mean, I mean, if you want something similar, you got to get into entertainment. Be the only straight guy in entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, when you're here, you're. I mean, you're right in the middle of the city, if you can call it a city, a town. That's, you know, it's not a metropolitan type city, but you know, suburbia. It's it's, you know, it's a just a whole different kind of locale than than Florida is. Um, uh, different pace, lifestyle. Um, I don't know. I I really don't think if you were flipping burgers at the Magic Kingdom or Disneyland, there's probably much of a difference other than you can take a utilidor almost probably to your location versus walking through the park in the backyards. I don't know. I I really don't have a good answer for that. Sorry. Mm. Uh, considering I worked as a cast member in Foods Flipping Burgers, would it be any benefit at getting experience at Disneyland also? Well, if it's for Flipping Burgers, no. Um, no don't think so. If you want to flip yeah, burgers, for- yeah, yeah. In and Out takes really good care of you. They are, they are the top of the food chain as far as taking care of their employees in the fast food world out here. Let's see. In California, you're required to pay dues to the unions as opposed to Florida. That is correct. Uh, yep. Most most jobs. Not there are some areas that do not um, have unions, but for the most part, if you were flipping burgers, uh, sweeping trash, working security, yes, uh, they all have union dues which vary from union to union. Um, I'd have to drive my car from Maryland to California since transportation is provided compared to the program in Florida. Uh, Wouldn't that be maybe if transportation is not provided? Uh, Yeah, it would be easier to have a vehicle here, not absolutely necessary. They ran... What? You don't... Okay, when you say not absolutely necessary... Okay, when they... For the Oak Tree people, they had shuttles and stuff. You know, if you... If you did not want to have one, you could get by without one. Now, n- th- not as easy in other places of the world, though. I mean, no, but there are buses. Not that I would want to ride them, but there are buses. There are ways to get around. It's you're right. It's not like living in San Francisco or New York or Boston, where you can just get on the subways and run around. But cabs are plentiful, right? Cabs uh, you know, all- I'm starting to see more and more cabs around this area than I ever have in my life but uh, yeah like a big city you won't have the cabs but okay let's say you were you're in florida and you're on property living on property you have their little shuttles if you want to get off property what are you going to do you're going to call for a taxi if you don't have a vehicle right i mean it's not like it's right in town though the town is kind of creeping up on it Uh, yeah yeah well so but you could get around i mean the the buses run up down harbor up and i mean you you could do that. They're not terrible. I, know, I, I just, you know, you're right. Disneyland is, you know, the urban, the urbanization of Disneyland area is more dense than Walt Disney World in Florida. I just get the impression that Disneyland treats their college program people a little bit more. Ah, you're on your own. Ah, uh, yes, and, I, I, and, I do. And Walt I do Disney World so. tends to, you know, create more of a, a closed environment. 
gives them a place to stay, make sure they can get to work on time, you know, a little bit more. From what I have heard from people who've been in the program, I would say your assessment is correct. But, um, you know, you could, I would not want to get around Southern California without a car, but you can. I would not want to do it, and my suggestion would be, if you don't have a car out here, actually, to be honest with you, I'd almost say, depending on how long you can be out here, fly um, out here and rent a car. Uh, or, I mean, how, or how buy, long do you think it would take to get to downtown Los Angeles from Anaheim by or, bus? Or by a POS. <laughs> oh, well. You know, half a day? Okay, wait, wait, wait. If you're going to fly into L.A., you're going to take a super shuttle or something then. And... No, no, I'm talking about getting around. You live in Anaheim, you want to go to downtown Los Angeles. Oh, if you want to do that, you go over to Anaheim Stadium, you take the metro in, and then just take the subways and the metros around L.A. and then take it back. Okay. So we're not used to thinking that way because we're not used to trains and all that, but it is possible to take the metro from the Anaheim Stadium all the way into yes. L.A. You might have to make a change or, you know, a two on the, the system, but you could do it if you wanted to. So if you wanted to go explore L.A., you could do it. As long as you want to do it Monday through Friday uh, at regular commuting hours. Uh, I don't know what their weekend they, hours they have are. Weekend, they have weekend stuff, but it's certainly not the same as their weekday no, it's, it's not like a big, you know, metropolitan area where they're probably running 24 hours a day at some kind of schedule, you know. No. But but we can't say 100% because we don't write it and we don't know. Correct. But we know they're there. We've seen them go by. Empty. But, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> no, they're not empty. <laughs> they're not exactly full either, but they're, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, I just heard yesterday on the way to work that <clears throat> supposedly our freeways were a little clearer because of the gas crisis and all that, yet I crawled all the way to work longer than i usually did and there was no wreck so yeah i don't know and i took the train for a year and a half when i first started taking the train the afternoon train was uh four cars and a year and a half later they had added a fifth good so you know that was that was gross because all you dumbasses moved out so far away from where you worked believe me me i was i was not the craziest commuter on that train there's people that lived in like oh say victorville they would come down the come down the hill because you know Victorville is a high desert. For those of you who don't know California geography all that well, they come down the Cajon Pass, drive to San Bernardino, pick up the train at oh, what time? Like five fifteen in the morning to be at work in Orange. They get off the train in Orange at like quarter to seven, and then catch a little OCTA bus that took them close to their office, and then they walk the last few blocks. That's crazy. No, I know. When I worked with a guy in when I was on the island for a while. He was one of the sweepers. He he drove in from Sunland every day. Sunland, yeah. He still lived with his parents. Okay. Oh. Um, there are people who make crazy commutes. We had a guy coming from San Diego to my office in Irvine, and people looked at him crazy. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Think about this. San Diego sounds like a long ways away, but he spent less time on in the car than people who drive to LA, which might technically be a little closer, but because of the traffic took longer. So his commute was better though. He was going probably a little more distance. Uh, San Diego's San Diego's got traffic problems of their own. Well, yes they do. But if, if you're coming up our way, it's not that it's not as bad as driving to LA and sitting in the five traffic all the way. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Anyways, so he's in in uh, wrapping this one up. Says in California, you are required to take professional classes on top of your thirty five hours or so work um, to hear from executives. So uh, I mean, that's a good thing. So he says, looking forward, uh, forward, forward, looking <laughs> forward to hearing your response after you recoup from Westfest. Also, look forward to hearing a recap and media from Westfest. So yeah, well, everybody's trying to get some of those out. And there is a YouTube video already of some of the karaoke shenanigans. Um, pretty scary he's got a couple links here for um the housing and all that and richard might have been able to uh speak to this a little bit he might know some people <coughs> people in the well, program but uh you know he'll claim to at the very least right oh yeah i, I wish i was there for that show because i could have told you all this and then like yeah whatever well you get your problems together and yeah all right um shall i continue sure all right I I want to read too, but okay, we'll, we'll get to you. Um, we have another international listener, which is good to know. This is from John. It says, "Hi, Greg. It's, I guess he just wrote this one to me. Just want to say how much I enjoy your show, which I listen to regularly as I make the journey to and from work on the train. I love the banter that goes on between you guys, and although the conversation can get a bit heated at times, it's just the kind of talk that goes on in the bar here in Scotland. Woohoo, nice. Scotland! Yeah. <laughs> um, it's all good fun, although it's more likely about the Rangers and the, should I say Celtic or Celtic, the Celtic football teams rather than Disney. I'm going with Celtic, not sure. Celt Celtics like we pronounce the stupid basketball team in Boston. Anyways, I had a smile on my face in the other um, face the other episode when you mentioned the Falkirk wheel. Hey, Greg knows his roots, I thought. It is, as you said, a technological marvel. However, it is rather difficult to describe how beautiful it is. So I thought you'd be interested in this site. And he gave me a site that's, um, I'll read it, and if you guys can follow. I'll type it in. Go okay. ahead. B-I-L-L-W-A-R-D dot eu forward slash pages underscore <laughs> f a l k f a l k i r k no you're getting okay. ahead of yourself okay w or w forward slash wait wait f a l k w forward slash f a l K I R K <laughs> underscore. Gosh. We're almost done. <laughs> Flash two dot HTML. Flash two dot HTML. All right. Go. And go. And black screen. Yeah, mine's transfer already, data. Mine's, mine's already loaded. Oh, oh yeah, he's talking oh yeah. He's pictures of the Falkirk wheel. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, it, it's yeah. The, these are so. Oh, this is a nice. Um, Holy cow! This is this oh, is like first, those three sixty things. Oh, dig it! I love these things. Oh yeah, if you if you scroll down far enough, you see the Falkirk Wheel Panorama by Bill Ward, two thousand eight, on the on the ground. He's put the title. That's very cool. Wow, this thing. Oh, this thing is pretty active. Wow, it's pretty. Um, I should say interactive. So moving on, I am the head of multimedia for the Herald and Times Group 
of newspapers in Scotland, and Bill Ward is a photographer who does some work for me. I think his panorama brings to life the concepts better than any stills or videos do, and we are starting to run some of them with sound clips embedded into the files, which give you a very immersive experience. Hope you enjoyed looking at them. Well, we did. In fact, they're so dynamic. I was crazy. You know, you almost can lose control of them. It's great stuff. And it did help kind of see it better than the pictures I've seen. And I've looked for a lot of pictures on it uh, once I found out about it. Um, Hope you enjoyed looking at them. Why don't you have a try at doing some at Disney World? I would love to if I knew how to do them. Maybe I should figure that out. That'd be kind of fun. Like panoramas? Yeah. With, you know, like that with Flash. That'd be very cool. Uh, they would I be am- some tool you buy to stitch your photos together. I know how to stitch my photos together. That's that's child's play. Um, but to do the flash and all that. Oh, hey! If you if you if you start one of these things and you look down at your feet, you see the guy's credits. Oh, I guess you weren't listening, or you'd already been cut off when I said that when we were first oh. first on it. Anyways, um, they would be amazing, especially if you especially if you were able to add the ambient sounds. So keep up the great podcast. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, your one from Westfest. Regards, John. What is it with John, too? We got we got Aussie John in Australia. Now we got John in Scotland. Well, it was Chris in, in Canada. But we've got John Dub. A lot of, lot of John Disney podcast listener, listeners out there. So, wow. Well, I, I'm, I'm fairly well impressed with our show now, Mike. We have, we're, That's nice. We're on three continents at least. Right now, and plus, <laughs> plus Darth Vader, we're you know we're truly uh, intergalactic. Yeah, intergalactic. intergalactic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, now I have two more. Maybe one of those you also have, and you can read. Did you have the one from Mario? Yes. Okay. And do you have the one from Richo? Yes. Okay. So. And I have one from a guy named Conrad. All right. Well, let's hear what Conrad had to say. And thanks, John from Scotland. Uh, appreciate the email. Yes, John. Thanks for the email. All right. This is from Conrad. Hey, Mike. Just wanted to say hi that I enjoyed meeting you and Greg and Richard at the Rabble Rouser meet. I'm sorry I left on such short notice and I didn't get a chance to make it back over the weekend for the actual event. My work schedule was very weird last weekend, but I totally plan to come next year. Don't feel bad. Mike didn't show up Sunday. (laughs) Um, Conrad, he was the the kid standing in line with me at the Mexican food place that night. If you have a recollection, Greg. Um, I don't remember you being in line with us at the Mexican restaurant. I was the next queue over. Ah, that's why I don't remember because I was talking to the people in the queue I was with. Oh. Talking, I was talking to, to this kid and then there are some dental folks there. And uh, Brian and Maria were in line with me. Anyway, uh, da, 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 da. okay, so I did have a question for you and Greg. Though maybe an interesting topic or just a question uh, actually was going to ask when I was talking with you and Greg, but never got the chance. My girlfriend's dad was at the park a couple of weekends ago. He had just gone off Indiana Jones where he noticed a couple of dollars on the ground. Just as he had picked up, picked it up, a Disney security guard came over and accused him of trying to steal or keep the money when he actually planned to either turn it into a Casmore or to City Hall. The security guard continued to not believe him. He then walked him over to Lost and Found and told the cast member behind the counter that if no one claims money to donate it to charity. What do you think of that so far? 
I'm hoping it wasn't Shaft. <laughs> now, the problem I have with this is the security guard never gave him the opportunity to do the right thing by turning it in. And the way that the security guard was talking to him was not that of a guest, but of a criminal, which made him feel uncomfortable and that there was no apology given or anything. Since Greg wasn't security, just wanted you guys to put the matter if it was handled right or not. Well, I've got a, I got a few problems with all of, you know, that stuff. One, you know, as a security cast member, unless I saw that money from a long distance and nobody was around it and then someone walked up, his choice of words were poor. And considering there used to be a sign in that attraction that said something about choosing your words, you know. <laughs> choose, <laughs> choose wisely. Choose wisely. <laughs> So that's not there anymore, is it? That was was that AT and T? Who was the sponsor when that thing? Yes, was up there? yes, it was AT and T. Ma Bell AT and T, not the Pac Bell version. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I, I, I think poor words on the part of the cast member. Uh, I kudos to his father for wanting to turn it into Lost and Found because most people would probably just keep it. Uh, depending on how much it actually was, a dollar, you know, who knows, twenty. Um, I can actually remember an incident where some money was found on the ground, and there was a a bit of bickering <laughs> over whose money it actually was. <laughs> yeah, my foot was on it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to me somebody got uh, screwed at the ATM and then was pissed. Wasn't going to share with his buddies after that. Um, <laughs> You know, something hit me, though, as you were reading this. When we went in the lockers the other day, and I haven't used a locker in a long time, and there were, there were no cast members in the locker area. Correct. Lost and Found used to be right there when you walked in. I, I just came to the realization that I have no idea where Lost and Found is anymore. Oh, I gotta, it's got to be City Hall now, then. I, I guess so. I mean, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I have, to, when I was a cast member, if I'd find things, I'd take them to Lost and Found. I'd put my name on them, and if they didn't get claimed within, I don't know, maybe it's 30 days, then you got to keep it. So if you found 100 bucks on the ground, you turned it in, no one claimed it, then it was yours. Um, it was amazing, though, how all the good stuff always seemed to get claimed. <laughs> Not, you know, well, again, if there's you. There's got to be a perk working at that place, you know. <laughs> if you lost a 20. Like, let's say, similar to that incident that you know about. Um, how would you know you dropped it in a specific area to describe that you lost it? And, you know, let's say, oh, I know I lost a $20 bill while in the Jungle Cruise attraction. There's no way. So how that money ever got claimed, I, I, I never uh, figured out. I mean, out. The, the most I could think of is, like, if I shoved it in my pocket... I'm thinking, when was the last time I put my hand in that pocket and pulled it out? And maybe that <laughs> dragged the $20 out of the pocket dropped it on the ground. What? I don't know. You're just talking about putting your hand in your pocket and pulling it out. I just, you know. I just uh, had, I had this, talking about leaving it in there and, you know, doing something else. I had this image of blazing saddles. Excuse me while I whip it out. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know. I, th I I I would have complained about the cast member given his name and um and yeah, no kidding. That I think that that's uncalled for. In fact, I wouldn't have trusted to give that cast member the money either after that 
you know, a little bit of shenanigans and uh, charity. What's up with that? You can't, security guy can't tell the lost and found people what to do. Wait, wait, wait. He told the wait. Where I missed something. If you're saying he told the lost and found people what to do, I thought he security said, guard went over to lost and found and told the cast member behind the counter that if no one claims the money, to donate it to charity. Oh, I'm sorry. Somewhere I heard that that his father said to do that when he turned the no, money. No, no. The, the the security guard followed him to lost and found. Then I take it security believed him and walked him over to lost and found and told the cast member behind the counter. Now, no one claims the money to donate it to charity. Man, I'd love to know who that cast member was uh-huh. because I'd probably keep my eye out for him and just kind of see who he is, see if I know him. That's That blows. Uh, that's totally yeah, that's, uncalled for. Oh, well, maybe he's having a bad day. Who knows? Who knows? I, I would have loved to know what this guy's father said, if anything else, or if he just kind of rolled his eyes and, like, whatever and moved on. Uh, which is probably the best thing at that point, or yeah, yeah, not go, worth the effort. To- or go back later once um, the cast member pretty much thinks it's all over with, and then you know go back to city hall and make a, a you know a regular Complaints. complaint that this guy's you know way overstepped his bounds. But anyways, it's more about how he was treated versus the yeah. charity thing. The because, actual, you know. yeah, yeah. Okay, so right, Conrad's uh, mail. Thanks was, for thanks for writing, Conrad. Yeah, we'll good. see you yeah, around thanks, the park, I'm sure. Yeah, let us know when you're. Well, Mike may not show up, but let 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 him know. Let us know. We'll we'll try to try to meet up with you. So, all right. Um, so Mario, do you want to do Mario? Sure. I still owe Mario a magnet. So I'll read his mail. Do you? Uh, why didn't Mario get his magnet? Because I was getting ready for Westfest. You always have an excuse. I don't have time to mail. I owe someone else a door magnet, too. Gotta mail that out. All right. From Mario. All right. So you just listened to the mailbag episode of the podcast. I've had it for a while, but finals at school have pushed me to listening to it until now. It sounds stupid, but it was kind of exciting to hear an email I wrote mentioned. It's not stupid. It's fun. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Thanks a lot, and I look forward to participating more in the future. I'm just sorry I missed Westfest. It sounded great, but my past did expire. And I'm in final, so maybe next time. As I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong, Richard works for WTI's Imagineer. You're wrong. Um, I actually, now that I remember, I I answered this email. About- yeah, he fantasizes okay. about a lot of things. Yeah, I typed, I typed a written response to this email already, but okay. go ahead. All right, so um, actually, students interested in getting to Walt Disney Imagineering have always wanted to work there ever since I saw the Imagineering book by WDI when I was in high school. How is it working there? <laughs> what opportunities are there to move around in the company? For example, going from graphics to architecture. I go to school in Burbank, and I have been studying architecture for three years, but I've recently changed the graphic design, a choice I made because what was being taught wasn't the direction I wanted to go. Haha, <laughs> look at me rambling. <laughs> I'm rambling. Well, any insights and or advice for hopefully future manager would be appreciated. Thanks, Mario. Um, yeah. We have no frame of reference to answer that suggestion now, do we, Greg? Uh, not for actually working there, though. I have a close friend who did has worked there, and every time I tell him I want to go work there, he tells me to run. And don't look back. By <laughs> the um, way, I, you know, I, I would, I, you know, I keep telling him, hey, isn't that really for me to decide? You know, yes, you, you had your time there. It was good for a while. Then, unfortunately, it had a um, not the ending he would have preferred. Not really anyone in any anyone's fault in. You know, in particular, but um, 
it, you know, it is known for chewing up people and spitting them out. It's it's a very competitive environment. Uh, it's got a little corporate over the years, but to me, it would still be a dream. It's a dream that I wouldn't mind fulfilling, still. And you know, let you know, let me make my choice if I want to try doing that, even though I you know have some insight on what it's like to be there. It still would be a dream to to do it. So I'd say go for it. You know, keep your eye out on the boards of what jobs are available. Apply. You know, all they can do is say no. So, you know, once you've got your degree, apply. If they say no, go get some experience somewhere else. Reapply again later. That's right. You just got to be driven. You know, what I would suggest if you're in graphics arts, start creating graphic arts, uh, you know, examples of stuff that you think would benefit them. You know, traction art, uh, traction ideas, whatever it is, show them that you can, you know, put their uh, their company forward in a good light. Play in their universe. You understand their needs. That's right. So uh, good luck because uh, I'd love to work there. <laughs> All right. Uh, should we do the one from Richo? Sure. Because we are going to do actually... this, right? We're going to try to yeah. do this. Okay. Yeah. So it's, hey guys, got a show for or show suggestion for you guys. He even sent it to Earl. Good for him. Uh, now that Westfest 08 is history, I'd love to hear the four of you talk about Earl's thoughts on the company, the Disney no, East. No, on comparing. What? Earl's thoughts on comparing. Not Earl's thoughts on the company. Earl's thoughts on comparing. Okay. Who's reading this, me or you? You're reading it incorrectly. Well, I'm reading it incorrectly to see if you're paying attention, but now that oh, you're... okay. You're... Okay, now that I pass your little test. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Um, um, <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is, now that I'm reading it, and uh, remember how you were corrected on something you wrote on a Thursday night? Yeah. Yeah. I, as I'm reading this, I'm kind of doing the same thing. It's like... Uh, well, anyways. Doesn't, doesn't read nicely. I don't want to say that. I'm just saying that somebody's name should have come up first because now it's already there and you're like, oh, okay, we know because we know what he's talking about. But anyways, yeah. uh, yes, that uh, you talk about Earl's thoughts on comparing the Disney East Coast uh, versus West Coast cast members, the parks, and the triple over overall. It would be an interesting discussion. Yeah, and it would be. I, I think, didn't you already talk to uh, Earl about this? Actually, or was it the tweeners? No, I actually talked to the tweeners about this. Tweeners being uh, Will and Shannon from Magic Never Ends. Yes, and they seem to embrace uh, the name Tweeners. It's not, uh, an, it's not an insult. They embrace a lot, too. No, it's not an insult. Will will be the first one to tell you he snorts pixie dust. So That and a couple of Red Bulls and some other energy drinks, I think, at the same time, yeah. So, yeah, no, we have, we, as Westfest was going on, there was, Four people that they had never been to Disneyland. That was their first trip to Disneyland, and we wanted who were make the arrangements. Other two? To... Oh, oh, duh. Oh. Yeah, or yeah, Shannon, <laughs> Earl, Shannon Earl, and Will, and Earl and wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I was. I wish I would have been there the first day when Earl was there. I, w I was a little worried that you know, like some other first timers we had last year, who just uh, you, you know couldn't like that <laughs> couldn't come to terms with it not being Disney World. They're um, I mean, they, they enjoyed some of the things, but no matter what, it just wasn't going to be as good as Disney World. And I can understand that because um, I love Disney World. I love to go to Disney World. But, you know, Disneyland will always be the starting point and, the, and 
I don't want to say the best, but you know, pretty much unique, the original, and the yeah. original, and gave birth to the rest of them. So, um, anyways. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, we we want them on. Maybe we can get them on here in the next week or so. That would be good. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't be uh, bad either to do a show, uh, a, a round table with all the ones who are here locally, the Toast, the Kales, the, you know, the, <sighs> like we did before on what they thought of Westfest also. Kale didn't go to Westfest last year, did he? You know, I don't know. I didn't know him at the time, so if he was there, I would not have known. Yeah. But there, there might seeing. be there might be some fun conversations between Toast and Kale, whether or not somebody's got game and all that. You know, there's there's, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of fun stuff going on, a lot of personal jabs going out at each other, friends. You know, we had a good time. A lot of you know, I there was people making friends that have never met before that will continue on being friends. That were yeah, yeah. It's know, a it's definitely a unique uh, situation. I'm not. Uh, kind of hard to describe that the comfort level you have with people that you've only you know met online you don't really meet them online you just kind of read their their thoughts and opinions on stuff and you i guess make a conclusion based on that what well, was i don't know you've you've met earl and the bleeping wife before correct in florida right yes had you been able to spend much time with them yes Okay, I couldn't remember if you, other than the Mega Mouse meet that one time, if you'd actually spent any quality time with the two. No, at Mouse Fest for 2007, you know, I participated in the last couple stops of the Drink Around the World meet. And um, actually, I, I wanted to buy Earl a beer, so we, the three of us split off. From them, well, they went on to France. We went into Rosencrown, and, and Earl and Mel and I, or sleeping wife, we had kind of stood around the bar and shared some beer and chatting, and then we caught up with the rest of the crew and we just basically hung around with them. Okay, so you've—I wasn't sure because I know you know I've had some pretty good times with them on a couple occasions, and uh, so they're they're a, they're a um, an American original. That's to say they're, yeah. they're and quite the, fun to hang out with. She came to hang out with uh, the kids and I and my father-in-law. <laughs> the women went shopping. It was like one of our last days there. The women went shopping. So my father-in-law and the kids and I were in Magic Kingdom, and she came on to hang out with us for a bit. Well, that's cool. She's she's good yeah. like that. She's Yeah, good, yeah. Good people. So, uh, yeah, I want to hear their take. Yeah, I'd like to hear their take. I'd actually, we need to get Will and Shannon on also to – uh, kind of see how theirs went. I didn't get to spend as much time. I really wanted to mess with Will and his his uh, ultimate <laughs> planning schedule he had on the spreadsheet. Um, I had sent him some uh, messages uh, of just you know embrace your time at Disneyland. Don't don't worry that was about this. Impressive, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Chris had helped straighten him out a little bit that you don't you know run here then run there and run here to get these fast passes. You get in early, you'll be able to just go bam, bam, bam. Um, so. Who knows? You know, every, everybody's got their way of traveling. You know, it's not necessarily a bad way. It's just uh, for most people, it's I think uh, overly planned. I guess you could say. But if it works for them, more power to them. <laughs> 
Some interesting pictures showing up here on the Flickr thing, too. Yes, like, there are. Yeah, I forgot how many. I dumped 100 or so. Probably more than that in there. I don't know. Yeah, definitely some good times. Uh, Bob Jackson was a hoot. I mean, uh, that guy can rock the place. The, uh, the smoking hot wife wasn't really sure if she wanted to go. You know, like I said, everybody made her feel welcome. Uh, she was disappointed to find out uh, uh, your better half and Richard's better half weren't coming because she thought, well, at least she'll know somebody. But she did know uh, Brian McDaniel and Renee, one of our sponsors. Um, so she you know, got to talk with them, and then Aussie John made her uh, feel real, real at home. Uh, here, here, you know, here's the guy from outside the country making her feel at home in the, in the group. <laughs> and Matt, uh, you know, Matt from PA is always a pleasure uh, to be around. A nice guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was a good event, and she knew that I'd be running around doing some things here and there. So she always worries about that because anytime she goes with me to something that I'm involved with, usually. I'm not at the table 100% of the time. I got things to do, uh, so so it went well. It uh, uh, yeah, I had a had a few more raffle items than we expected, but it went went well. Every uh, you know, not everybody got something, but those who did got a quality item, so that was good. <coughs> you gonna be okay? Uh, yeah, I think I'll survive. All right. It's not like you have an immune deficiency or anything, right? No, I think something like avian flu or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> you will not see me driving in my car with a little mask on now. <laughs> hey, I found out today that one of the one of the county cars we're getting is going to be a Magnum. I really? Believe. Yeah. V6 Magnum, I'm sure, but yeah. a Magnum nonetheless. One of the guys in my uh, poker group drives a Magnum. His company got him. That was his his choice was color i think they got him the low end not even the high performance six just the normal six uh, but he likes it so you know the rumor was they're shutting the, the magnum line down yeah you're the one telling me that they don't make the car anymore and i was like well we're getting a magnum i thought they stopped making those cars well no i was told that they were going to stop making them but hey well have you seen the new ch uh listen not the charger what was the other new car just... challenger challenger yes yeah. challenger. that's pretty sweet huh yes I'm wondering though now with uh, you know SUV sales that are at an all-time low, well I can't say an all-time low, but they're definitely um, at a slowing they're down you know as far as their sales. Um, but I wish people would qualify SUV when they use the term SUV. I hear this all the time like SUVs that slumber through the inter intersections. Well, what was that little piece of garbage SUV that you guys used to have? What me? Yeah, the old the wife. What did she drive? What was that? Honda CRV. CRV. That's technically an SUV. It's a sport yeah. utility vehicle, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, but when I had an Isuzu Rodeo, technically an SUV. But when, when you hear about SUVs and the gas guzzling SUVs, most likely what people are referring to are the Suburbans, the Expeditions, uh, you know, the very large SUVs. So somehow I wish. Those could be separated sometimes. Not that I don't mind being categorized as a guy sucking all the gas up, because obviously in the Magnum, I, I do my fair share of sucking dry wells um, <laughs> to power the vehicle. But, oh, excuse me, um, sometimes it cracks me up when you hear about accident reports. It's, it's you know, not Mrs. Smith crashed into Mr. Smith. It's an SUV, you know, hurled over the edge. It's almost like the SUV had a mind of its own. 
you know. <laughs> yeah, there was no driver. Yeah, because it's it's like they've already demonized the SUV in the media, so it's it's always used as it's its own entity. The SUV, you know, <laughs> sped through the intersection with no regard to anyone around it. It's just kind of funny stuff, but. Uh, I don't know where that come from. That was totally out of left field. What, I, I don't know. How did we get to SUVs and? Uh... <laughs> You're talking about cars somehow. Oh, the Challenger and all that. Oh, what, yeah, yeah. the point was that the Challenger is going to have a big engine in it. Yeah, yeah. They've come out now. Here's Chrysler come out with the Magnum, uh, the Charger, and now the Challenger. <laughs> At a time when the gas is going up and up. You know, I, you can order them. I sincerely doubt you'll be able to order the Challenger without. The Hemi engine, but I'm sure you can get a charger with a oh, stick. The charger you can get just so you can get the Magnum. I'm pretty sure there's a there's the straight or I don't want to say straight six. People might mis mistake that with a straight six. I think it's a V. I'm not sure though. You have the six. You have a high performance six, and you have the RT, which is the Hemi. And I'm pretty sure in the Charger, it's the same as uh, the Magnum. And I believe the Challenger. You probably have a similar option. Um, Though, you know, Chevrolet would never do that with a Corvette. You would never see a Corvette with a, you know, a, an option of a, you know, a little six engine or a little bigger high performance engine. No, you'll just, you know, uh, you'll just get the big engine. Who knows? You know, I'm, I'm not all that worried about the gas right at the moment. So I mean, it's, it is what it is. I got to use it. And, you know, I just. That's right. You may not make as much weekend driving, you know, but my normal driving to work has, it just is. It's just something I've got to take into account for and suck up and. And do at the moment. So, I'm not a brainiac who can figure out the alternative methods of fuel. So I'll just have to live with what they provide us for the moment. Ah, uh, uh, well, you know, four dollar gas. You know, when you take into account inflation, we should, probably should have already been at four dollars a long time ago. I mean, if you, I remember moving to Huntington in what '71. I think we we're paying thirty-five cents a gallon at the local Atlantic Richfield uh, before they were Arcos. So if you were to take account into inflation from 71 to 2008, and I don't know what the inflation rate's been, but I bet you uh, it would be more than $4 a gallon. I've heard, I've heard some people actually say that on, on radio, and I'm just going to trust that that is probably correct. But we've managed to you know, keep the prices down here in Europe. It's over 4 bucks, probably 5 bucks a gallon from what I'm hearing. So you know, it is what it is. Uh, what it affects, though, is all everything else, you know, because – Groceries go up. Anything that's yeah, anything that moves by, uh, you know, on some kind of mechanism that's fueled uh, by by gas and oil, you're you're gonna get screwed on. So, well, not screwed. It's just you know, the price of doing business. You pass it on to the consumer. So, the poor consumer. <laughs> yeah, of which you and I are members of that class of people. No well, everybody is. You know, even when you hear about big oil, oh my God, they're getting all this money, and now the, you know, there's some talk about taking windfall profits from the oil companies. Almost everybody who's got money in a 401k or a mutual fund has money in big oil. That's right. Right. So this is little vicious circle. I was having this talk with a guy at work, or even like with Disney. Right. Disney keeps charging more. Prices go up. People complain and moan that the prices go up. But then a lot of 401ks might have money in Disney. And in the portfolio, so it's like it's it's a never-ending circle because you want to the company to do well, so your stock does well. So if they, yeah, I don't know, it's it's uh, there's a there's a balance in there somewhere. I'm not sure where, but it's I I always laugh when people make you know 
give the big company, whatever it is, big oil, big whatever, our time, and you find out they're highly invested in them through their portfolios, and they don't even know it. So. That's right. All right, so uh, what do we have to look forward to in the next couple of weeks? Anything? Hey, we still got to get to that uh, ticket book thing. Well, the good thing is someone's actually done our homework for us. Yeah. And, um, uh, Jason. 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 Yeah. He's got it all broken down, and I tell you, uh, we're going to have to go back. Uh, let's see. It's this one. This one didn't cover exactly how many. Oh, we just got to. What was it? We got to use up. It says, uh, okay, we were the original request was to do it for ticket books for, you know, 80s, you know, when we were kids or, you know, young adults or Disneyland, but we can't find a ticket book for that. So Jason sent us an outline for summer of 72. You get 1A, 1B, 2C, 3Ds, and 3Es. That's right. So, we got to make our choice. So we get 3Es and we go down to the... the or the, you get, that's the 10 coupon book. If we wanted the 15 coupon book, we get 1A, 2B, 3C, 4D, and 5E. Oh, okay, so I'm and that's as of seven two, yeah. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Wow, so you got twelve E's, and you can only go on five of them. Oh. What? Is that not count right? One, two, oh. three, four, five, kind of need tickets. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So you got eleven E's, and you only got five coupons. And correct. The the premise was not to buy more. Correct. Could buy more. Correct. Now, could we trade amongst us? Like, for instance, we know Richard's a wuss and doesn't like roller coasters, so could we... That's a good question. Know, we'll could, we, to... could we barter? I don't know. I should give that some thought. Because, you know, we might send him down in the Main Street uh, vehicles while... <laughs> yeah, here, take a couple extra rides in the fire engine while we... <laughs> <laughs> while we um... ride... Uh... Shoot. Well, remember, there's going to be a couple free attractions that we can get on oh, without yeah. a ticket. Uh, America's uh, America Sings was free, and Monsanto was free. Not in '72. There's no America Sings. It was Carousel of Progress. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Did I say America Sings? I'm sorry. I meant yeah. America yeah. the Beautiful. Oh yeah, America the Beautiful, Trickle Vision. Yep, that was Adventure free. Space, Monsanto. Yep. Yeah, this uh, will be good because I'm looking at this. Uh, so you only get four D's, and there's. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Ds. Yeah, we're gonna make we're gonna have to make some tough choices here. I mean, this is this is exactly. this is wrong. This is seriously wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now it'd be yeah, easy. So well, some of these to, might be easy, but whoa, we have to, the pack mules were an e ticket. That no, that's that's hard to believe, isn't it? Well, that that'll be an easy slash right there. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But let's not, come on, let's not go into it too much now. No, no, no. We'll, we'll wait for a shaft on this one. Shaft on the... Hey, I noticed that this email was actually sent to shaft at micecast.com. You've got to make sure you have, you should set an auto forward for that, that <laughs> tag right. to get to That's him. Right. <laughs> good job, Jason, for sending it to shaft at micecast. That's very good. All right. Well, you know, we should do this next year. If Richard's online, let's just do this next do show. Next week. All right. This is going to be fun. Now that someone's done the research for us, and I appreciate uh, the time. Now, Jason, was Jason the original emailer? or uh, No, ja Nick, Pete. Nick Monty was the original emailer. Oh, that's right, Pete. Good guy, Pete. All right. Uh, we definitely got to do this because it looks – I don't know. I'm almost thinking we should try it with the um, – we, we were traveling on a dime and do it with the 10, which would make it even more challenging. You know, Because in, in 72 – think about this. In 72 – 
I would have been a youngster of maybe 12. And if I scraped together my lawn mowing money, which I didn't do, um, you know, I might have only been able to afford the regular book, right? Mm-hmm. I, that would uh-huh. even be a challenge. I, well, you know, we could we could do it both ways, but I, I think we should do it at the ten, and and be challenged a little bit. Is it hard, okay? Because at, you know, I'm looking at this at the E or the uh, bigger ticket book. I look at some of those E tickets. I'd be able to throw away a few of them real easily. Um, so, yeah, that'd be fun. This is gonna be a good good challenge. It'll be hard. You think so? Yeah, because I'm looking at that the list of E's and I can't do just three. Well, that's what I'm saying. If we now, if we did the five, though, the five would be easy. The three is going to yes, be a little tough. I agree. All right, we'll have to talk to we'll have to talk to Shath and see. Uh, now, Pete wasn't also saying this would be the last time ever we'd be able to go, was he? Or he's just saying you're on a ticket book. What would you choose? Oh shoot! No, I have to find the original Jeffy. Yeah, the because if it's also the last time you could ever go and you're on a ticket book, and this, this is what's in your ticket book, we're screwed. <laughs> Uh, All right. we'll find that. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. And well, we should thank our sponsor, Brian McDaniel, again, for providing a bunch of hats and books for giveaways at meets and at the, uh, DPN banquet. His hats are really, are really awesome. They're nice. Yeah. Good quality, great logo. And I know he was giving out little closier, whatever he, however you Cloisonne. Cloisonne. Those things. Uh, to a lo- to a lot of people who are uh, I know at our meets and such, and those were really good looking pins also. So, uh, kudos to to Brian uh, for doing that. Really appreciate that. Anything else? Uh, no, no any not house, really. Any housekeeping that you can think of? What what was the deal with the latest show? Not uh, not uh, getting posted. Don't blame it on iTunes. Okay, you saw I dropped it Friday and it showed up Sunday. You tell me what the deal was. Are you sure it's not the place it's being dropped out of? For instance, I just got political gestures going. It had to go through the, you know, the um, approval process. Yeah. I, I added two shows; they were instantly up. You know, it's happened before, twice. I, I'm where... just, I'm just asking because I'm just dropping them with an RSS feed right typically, out of the root of my website. Your so. stuff comes up really quick. You know, when I when I post a show in the blog, the blog generates the feed, the feed pings iTunes, and the show goes up. Right, right. So there's been in the past two times where I drop the show on the blog, and it doesn't show up on iTunes for three days. Two times it's happened. All right. Just asking. So, so you know. Because you're using I uh, saw that, Blogspot, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is owned by Google. And uh, What is it? These days? Feed burner which generates the feed from the blog, also owned by Google. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I pinged I pinged iTunes. That's the only thing I did. All right, I just wondered. I, I regenerated a couple times. It did squat. Um, well, it's up there now. Yeah, it is up there now, and I have not listened to it yet, but uh, I'm interested to see how you cut the show together. I think I kind of tap through it to see what you had uh, had used because I sent you a lot of audio. I used it all. Really? Wow. Because uh, I, I, you know, like the time you asked me for pictures for our website and I sent you a bunch to choose from and you just dumped it all. Oh, yeah, but you didn't tell me you were you choose from, choose the best. Here's some photos. 
You didn't send me all that many audio clips. You yeah, sent me like four. Common sense, but you know. Stubbs Tower and the opening, and one other little drop in between, and then our close little roundtable closing at Tortilla Joe's. Yeah, that that worked out well. That we um, ended up back at at the park one more time because we didn't. We got kind of caught up in the moment and didn't do any. Um, didn't do as much as we thought we were going Mike to do. Much, yeah. Well, when, when you ended up with so many people and going different directions, it really became uh, kind of hard. But I thought I was I was actually pleasantly surprised with some of the audio, uh, especially in the attractions with noise and everything. That it, it, it all came out pretty well. So it did. So. All right. Well, we're gonna call it quits then. Yeah. Why not? All right. Then uh, who goes first? I don't think it matters anymore because we have a professional tag to put on the end, don't we? Oh, yeah, but now I'm, I mean, who's, who goes first to say goodnight, dummy? Do you have to because you just stop talking and the tag goes on? And oh no, there's still a sign off. If even you... when there's even when there's tag and there's a commercial, they say we'll be right back. If you listen on regular radio, come on. If you feel the need to do that, then go ahead. Okay, fine. Good night. Later. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs>